football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast, reacting to another consecutive victory over the Detroit Pistons on Tuesday night in Detroit. It was one of the uh, home-and-home deals, and the Nuggets walk away with a 110-105 W in the D. You get that? Yeah, not very funny. All right, uh, it was a, you know, you, you, you walk away from these things sometimes with uh, mixed emotions uh, because, look, Detro- the, the Detroit Pistons are a team that you should absolutely beat. Like, good on good, their best versus the, the Nuggets best. The Pistons should actually not win a game. They, they really shouldn't. Like, if, if they played it in a seven-game series, a good on good – a Nuggets best should beat the Pistons uh, four times out of four. Really, probably nine times out of ten. Um, no Jeremy Grant. It was, you know, the likes of Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, like good young play, Corey Joseph, uh, obviously Cade uh, Cunningham, uh, Habadou Diallo. And I got uh, thoughts on a couple of these guys uh, from Detroit uh, that I actually really, really like. But at the end of the day, even without Will Barton and um, Jamal and MPJ, uh, you still should have enough to absolutely beat these guys. And they did, and they did it twice in a row. But I'll say this. <clears throat> yes, they were ugly. Okay, They were ugly wins. Um, the game uh, on Sunday evening was like a 12.5-point spread uh, for the Nuggets. They, you know, eke by uh, by six points. Uh, it was a seven-point spread, uh, according to our friends at Superbook, the proud sponsor of this podcast, um, it was a seven-point spread on Tuesday night in Detroit. It's a five-point win. Like these were, these were kind of a, you know what did Mike Malone call it after the game? Like a, a, a slugfest or a brawl or however he put it. Um, that's what it was. But I'll say this: it's it's a win in late January, uh, both on the road and home. You look now; the Nuggets have won uh, two in a row. And seven of their last ten. So they're back to 500 on the road, which is terrific. That's a terrific uh, spot to be, especially considering all the context uh, of the Nuggets in their season and who uh, is not available uh, to them. So, yeah, uh, it, it don't apologize for it. Don't apologize for it. Now, traditionally, games like the Pistons, I almost like my, my co-host forced me um, uh, to, to, to uh, on our radio show Stokely and Zach here in Denver like he forced me to say hey what's the what's the better bet you know Pistons plus seven or 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 the Nuggets minus seven and I just waffled and waffled and because like and Mike Malone said this before the Sunday night game the Sunday night win at home it's like these are the games he worries about 
you know, as a coach, but as a fan who has watched this team for years, these are the games that I worry about. Now, they're less of a problem, I think, for um, the more recent uh, rendition of the Denver Nuggets that they were in, say, 2018, 2019. But it's still, I mean, we've seen it, right? We, we, we've absolutely seen it, uh, them get tripped up by under 500 teams. But on the whole, they've gotten a lot better in that department. So uh, I, you, you just love to see it. You love to see it. Don't apologize for it. I thought at the start of the game, guys, like after watching the first quarter, I thought the Nuggets were just going to outclass the Pistons. Like just we are infinitely better than you. We're a more tenured group. We've been together for longer. We've been, we've been through things. You guys haven't. You guys are an upstart. So I thought uh, what I wrote in my notes is like, I said, are the Nuggets going to outclass the Pistons tonight? Um, they did not. But it felt like that early because you had, you know, Aaron Gordon just spinning off guys with zero help and, you know, reverse double, you know, pumping uh, a, 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 a reverse dunk. Uh, you had... You know, there was there was a, a, a consecutive possessions there in that first quarter where the Nuggets got back to back fast breaks. Um, it was Aaron Gordon like feeding uh, Monte on the break, and the very next possession, the Pistons scored, and Jokic uh, threw a full court pass to Austin Rivers. And I'm like, these guys are going to crack these guys. Detroit is not ready to play. The atmosphere in Detroit is awful for an NBA game. It it's just not very good. Especially for a Tuesday night, and you know, for from a from a Pistons standpoint, unless you're a hardcore basketball fan and you're like interested in the Nuggets or want to see Nikola Jokic specifically, like the first um, the first eight minutes of the basketball game uh, on on the clock, not in real time, it looked like there was you know eight thousand people uh, in that arena. I mean, it just it just all it was dead, right? Um, so. I thought they were going to crack him, blow him, out of, blow him out of the water. There was a play where Aaron Gordon, like, Aaron Gordon caught a pass, and you'll remember this play if you watch the game. Like, he caught a pass, and the defender is closing out with such great urgency. Uh, Gordon throws it behind his back, takes two dribbles, dumps it off to Jeff Green, who literally gets his steps right to reverse dunk it as well. Uh, so I'm like, okay, this is going to be easy work. Just don't play with your food. Just, j- just get out of Detroit with the wind and head to Brooklyn. Uh, get the road trip started off on the right foot. And then the second group comes in and blows it. The second group comes in and blows it. I mean, there was a 12-point lead there um, in that first uh, quarter. And then, you know, you got, you know, Faku, you know, getting beat back door and throwing the ball to uh, the defense the very next possession. You know, you had uh, uh, guys, you know, miss like Zeke Naji missing, you know, bunnies, you know, bunny and ones. And next thing you know, Pistons close out that first quarter on a six to one run, and you're in a two point game um, after after one quarter. But you know, I mentioned Zeke. I did like what I saw uh, from Zeke Naji. Uh, he was he was active. Like even when things weren't going his way in that first half, um, I loved his activity and his energy level because. I often talk about the basketball gods, like, obviously I don't literally mean it, that there's like some overlord watching a game that rewards you with a wand, but like when you continuously play the right way, when you continuously put yourself in a position uh, to succeed, it's you're going to get rewarded. We talk about this a lot with football and sacks, like, is it all about sacks? No, but if you're around the ball enough as a great player, sacks are going to come. Same thing with Zeke Naji last night and, and, and any player like this. Like, when you are 
uh, giving max effort, even when like it looked like his grip on the ball wasn't right and he didn't have a good feel for it, and he like I say he's missing bunnies around the around the hoop. Um, just keep putting yourself in that position, and ultimately he did get rewarded. Now he didn't light the world on fire or anything, but he made a couple threes. Uh, Najee did was three for four from the floor. Um, had five boards. Uh, and you know what Zeke. Najee could mean for this basketball team over the next three to four years. I'm just so curious. He's a good athlete. He plays hard. He can stretch the floor. And a guy like Zeke, I'm just so curious to watch here over the next two, three, four seasons. And I I, I love mostly what I see. Hasn't been perfect, right? He's a very young player. Um, but I'm, I, I, I have not sold any of my stock um, on Zeke Najee. Um, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, in the fold, I, I thought you know really struggled again. Um, not imp- I, I'm I'm just not impressed at all uh, with what I see uh, from uh, Demarcus Cousins. I'm just obeying my eyes. This is not a referendum or a judgment of who he's ultimately going to be because it's still so early um, in this relationship in this maturation process. You know, you, I almost sympathize with him, you know, to a degree because he is jumping on a moving train right now, right? This is late January. He hasn't been with any team uh, in, in quite some time. Uh, been a little bit banged up. He's clearly out of shape. And, I mean, hopefully that's not the finished uh, version of him. I don't think it is. Um, but it's off to a rough start. So I'm not going to trick myself into, you know, saying um, I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. Uh, he looks very, very clunky. He looks clunky and out of shape. He doesn't have his legs underneath him. He doesn't have a feel for the ball. And unless he's making a play out of sheer physicality directly around the hoop, uh, things aren't really working for him right now. The three-pointers that he took last night didn't look close. Uh, he finishes with four points, two of them were from the free throw line. And the other one was when he, you know, I think it was an offensive rebound or a dump down, I forget, um, down around the hoop, and he just um, he chicken winged someone. I forget who was down there. Uh, he just said, you know, chicken wing someone out of the way, and uh, you know, puts puts two points on the board. But um, I'm not, you know, I'm open and receptive of what it can be, what it can look like. Um, I'm just not holding my breath uh, at all. Uh, I think there's a reason that, um, considering all the injuries and all the COVID stuff that are going on in the NBA that DeMarcus Cousins was just readily available uh, for the Nuggets. There's a reason that he's on his, what? I mean, what team are we talking about number-wise for DeMarcus? I mean, he was obviously Sacramento, then New Orleans, and Golden State, uh, Houston, Clippers, Bucks, Nuggets. I mean, he's on his, what, seventh team? So uh, my expectations are very low, but um, like I said, open and receptive to um, being uh, surprised. Uh, I thought Jeff Green played really well and deserves his own, you know, dedicated time. He was 8 for uh, 12 from the field, finished with 20 points, got to the free throw line. I mean, he made a 3 in that second half, had a big bucket uh, in the fourth quarter when the second unit couldn't get anything going. He made a really tough fall-away shot from the baseline that was almost just like, a, okay, let's let's take a take a breath here. Um Let's take a breath. Um, that second unit, oh my gosh, it was bad, man. It was it was not good. It was not good. Uh, Faku was not good. I mentioned DeMarcus Cousins. You know, I was talking about DeMarcus being clunky and out of shape. You know, 1 of 5 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3. I didn't even mention the six turnovers. I mean, he was a disaster for, uh, from a turnover standpoint. 
Now, give him credit. He had seven rebounds in 14 minutes. It's pretty good. Um, but he's got to take care of the basketball because, you, you, you know, the state he's in right now, you can't afford, like, you're already not a plus player right now. So you can't afford to be a double negative with six turnovers. That's that's insane. He had more turnovers than uh, anyone else that played uh, in that basketball game, and no one else, uh, you know, had even four turnovers for the Nuggets. Um, so yeah, he's got to clean that up. Uh, second unit, just you know, an abomination. Um, but Jeff Green was fun to watch, man. He had the three going. Like I said, he hit that tough shot that I felt that it felt like a big shot. He made and ones. He had a you know, big first half dunk when Jokic was sealing uh, a defender who I believe was Isaiah Stewart. So good stuff there uh, from Jeff Green. I love it. Uh, 20 points in 29 minutes, really efficient. Uh, and he did not trade. He just had one turnover. Um, he finished with a plus seven. So that was great to see. And then uh, Aaron Gordon, I thought in stretches, you know, he can be kind of like, you know, hit and miss, kind of goes MIA for a little bit, but then is impactful. Um, he finished with 16 points, uh, five rebounds, five assists for uh, Gordon, which was second on the team to only Jokic, who was terrific. I mean, Jokic, once again, just, um, you know, dominant, just flat out dominant, one assist shy uh, from a triple-double. It's another one of those games where, you know, he's, he's right on the doorstep. You know, it's just a separate stat for Jokic. Like, you got the triple-double stat, then how many times was he one assist or one rebound away? Um, and that, that that can be f- pretty fun, but also maddening uh, to watch as well. Uh, so, because you want it for him, right? Uh, for, you know, all the reasons that we already know, you know, uh, you know headlines, MVP conversation, notoriety, you know, credit where it belongs, uh, all that stuff. So, uh, but Jokic was just... Jokic was great, and he didn't actually even shoot it well. Shot under 50% and finished with almost 30 points. So just imagine some of those bunnies there. You know, Jokic is showing real frustration around the basket sometimes. He's just not getting, you know, he'll make that, he'll make the move and get, you know, point blank and, you know, just be missing some of the touch on it or some of the touch on a putback or he gets fouled and it doesn't get called. And, you know, next thing he knows, he's, he's 9 of 20. But if he's 11 of 20, from the field, you're talking about you know 32-21, right? It's like it's 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 a little difference, but it also you know feels like a big difference uh, sometimes. Um, now I will say this: uh, uh, down the stretch of that game, down the stretch of that game when it was really close, um, and the Pistons had come back, when Jokic checks back in that game with about five minutes left, that he immediately makes that first three, and soon as that went down. In my own basketball gut, I said, these guys aren't losing today. Uh, because I had some doubts. You know, Cade Cunningham's going nuts. Um, but as soon as he made that three, uh, I just thought that was the biggest the biggest uh, 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 basket uh, of the night. Uh, and they needed it in such a big way. The Nuggets offense in the fourth quarter was dreadful. Just 13 points in the fourth quarter. That's because they didn't score for the first five minutes of... The quarter, and I think it was that Jeff Green fallaway baseline jumper uh, that was the first basket. It was like, holy crap! Why is this so bad and so hard? And but then again, I can't be surprised because this is who that second group uh, really has been for the majority uh, of this season. Uh, and this game really, for me, came down to um, a couple things. One, you know, the, so many turnovers. The Nuggets had twenty-five turnovers. 25 
the, the Pistons scored 38 points off turnovers. You typically lose 95% of the time when that happens. The only thing that saved them and really negated it was, I thought, the rebounding margin. Uh, the Nuggets out-rebounded the Pistons plus 20 on the glass. They had 16 offensive rebounds. That's just massive. So, you know, how do you win a game when, you know, you have 25 uh, turnovers? Well, you're plus 20 on the glass. So it's almost like a the old math, you know, cross-cancellation type deal. So uh, Monte Morris uh, struggled from the field mightily. Uh, he was hard to watch, um, you know, offensively uh, for most of that most of that basketball game. Uh, but I, I will say this, you know, um, uh, some big uh, free throws. Uh, down the stretch for uh, Monte Morris. So, you know, you, you trust Monte, right? You do. Um, nights like Tuesday night, uh, hard to watch offensively. Uh, but Monte, you know, making free throws with just seconds left. Uh, he made four of them with under 12 seconds left. Like, that, 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 that's important uh, in a game that, you know, was one, two possessions the way it was uh, on Tuesday night. Um, a couple quick thoughts here. Uh, Cade Cunningham. This is really what I'll remember this game for. Um, not Jokic's 28 and 21, not Jeff Green, you know, um, not Zeke Naji, not for the deficiencies of DeMarcus Cousins. Um, I will remember this in the long run for Cade Cunningham and just, you know, a coming out party. I just thought he was tremendous. Um, I remember watching him at Oklahoma State um, when he had a 37-point game, and I, I, I almost forget who they're playing. They're, they were playing at the time, but I remember watching every second of that game, going, "Oh my gosh, this this kid can be really, really special." And he goes 14 of 26 from the floor, six of nine from three, 34 points in 40 minutes. If Cade Cunningham doesn't play, or even you know hits his his average um, in in terms of a point total. The Nuggets, which is about 16 points a game, very respectable for a first-year player. Uh, he's just 20 years old. Uh, the Nuggets win this game by probably 15 points. Uh, if Cade Cunningham is not, you know, didn't go superstar, uh, man, that kid, he looked like the number one pick, didn't he? He is fun to watch. So is uh, Hamadou Diallo. What an athlete that kid is flying around. And then I'm a big fan of Sadiq Bey out of Villanova, who was a top 20 pick just a couple years ago. Uh, he had 21 points, goes 3 of 6 from 3. Uh, they are, they're a fun little young team to keep your eye on, uh, but one that the Nuggets had ultimately their thumb over on Tuesday night. All right, Nuggets won seven of the last ten. They go to Brooklyn tonight at the time of recording. It's Wednesday, uh, first uh, portion of the morning. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for being here. Please uh, subscribe. Uh, this is available wherever you get your down, downloads, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Uh, DenverFan.com. Tell a friend. It's the best way to pass this show along. And if you did that, I would appreciate you. All right. And you know that whatever happens on Wednesday night against the Brooklyn Nets, we're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.